Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. I don't believe what I just saw. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think we got holes on that call. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? Well, you know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast. How about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. It's a Friday In the Booth. Good to have you along with us as we get set for the Orange in the Dome tomorrow against Connecticut. No more fantasy updates, uh, Seth and... Uh, Steve with Steve Wanzik there uh, introduced me to a phrase that I'd never understood before. I didn't know what that meant to stream players. Seth telling us to kind of pick and choose from what maybe going with the hot hand. I don't know why it's referred to as stream. I'm not a fantasy player and uh, streaming players week to week. I was hoping we would be able to spend more time breaking down Steve and Seth's fantasy teams on the show, but he didn't want anything to do with it. He got out of here quick. Well, you didn't have my mic on either, so that was another well, key normally we don't. faux pas. Yes. But when I said to you right before that, that that's what I was going to do. But that's all right. But we're off and running. Uh, I still have that song in my head from last night, Polly. Up, Diana Ross, Upside yeah. Down, Round and Round. It's a very catchy kind of tune. It was the number one hit in America when the Dome opened in 1980. And yesterday was the anniversary of that, by the way, September 20th, 1980. The Orange beat... Miami of Ohio, four touchdowns on that day by Joe Morris. Joe will be our guest uh, later in the show today. Yeah, catchy tune. Very very uh, late 70s, early 80s, right? Diana Ross. This song has been sampled a billion times by rappers, too. People at Press Room Pub, I thought we were getting into this last night. The women were kind of chair dancing. And I have to cut it because I was gonna say will shut us off. 10-second ten, ten uh, warning there. Um yeah, I thought that was pretty uh, pretty good. We had another good crowd out there last night. Coach Baber's in a uh, – not that he ever isn't, but was in a really good mood and talking about the team and looking ahead to Connecticut. He dropped a couple of bombs last night. Uh, one was that he thinks the Western Michigan offensive line is better than the Florida State offensive line, which is should be concerning for those in uh, Tallahassee. That was uh, one of the uh, cool things he said last night. And then there were a couple of games on – Tulsa runs a similar offense to Syracuse. That's why coach was adamant about, hey, let's get that game on. He is friends with uh, Philip Montgomery, the head coach at Tulsa. I saw where Tulsa ran something like 105 plays, had everything go right for them, 37 minutes of possession or something, and still lost the game. So a lot of this you know, accumulation of plays and everything in and of itself, obviously, is not necessarily a recipe for uh, success or for winning games, but uh, there is a method to the madness of those that run that style. And then the other game, of course, started off week three in the NFL. It was the Jets and the Browns. Jets were up 14 to nothing, and they did not win. This is how it sounded to our friend Ian Eagle on the call for Westwood One. 15 seconds left. Darnold throws a deep ball to the near sideline. It is intercepted. Terrence Mitchell. And that will do it. The winless streak is finally over for Cleveland. It spans 635 days, 19 games, and it ends tonight. A 21-17 win over the New York Jets. 
So it would be the Jets, right, that would lose to the Browns. The Browns had to ease their way into winning. They went 0 for last season. They tied on the opening game. They lost in overtime the second week on missed field goals. And then in this one, they win in comeback fashion. Baker Mayfield, who obviously has to be the starting quarterback for the Browns now, leads them to victory and didn't get to see a lot of the game, at least not with the sound on. But uh, my understanding is that it hinged after this Jets touchdown by Isaiah Crowell where he was ridiculously stupid in his post-game celebration. I mean, not, I mean, I mean, it was just passion. I mean, I feel like, I mean, it happened then. I, I mean, I just got, I just got to control myself. So I don't feel like it had anything to do with the stadium I was at. I just feel like it just happened in the spirit moment. Did you think that would not be a penalty? Uh, I didn't really think it would. Yeah. I mean, I guess because I used the ball or, yeah. you know. What did Todd say to you? Uh, he just said, you know, I can't be selfish. I can't do my teammates like that. So, I mean, obviously, exactly what he was saying, and I agree. Was it more a message for the team or the fans or both, what you did? Not really. It was passion. It wasn't really a message. So, what he did, and that was uh, courtesy of the Twitter feed of our friend uh, Rich Samini, Syracuse uh, University graduate and uh, Jets beat reporter on ESPN New York, what he did, what you did, they kept asking about. What was the message? The, what was the message in using the football to wipe himself? That's what he did. And then he continued to show himself as a true road scholar in that particular uh, post-game snippet. It was just passion. Passion is why he gestured wiping himself with the football. How do you win with guys like that is what I want to know. And that's so Jets to have that. Here's a guy, and I saw, I was reading a lot of comments where the Jets fans are upset that he's smiling and laughing about it. You know, here's one thing. News to sports fans. Most of the athletes don't care as much as you do, okay? that They want to win, but in the you know pros, they want to win, they want to get paid. Not necessarily in that order. I'm sure there are Jets fans that didn't sleep last night. All the Jets players slept just fine last night. But you have to be smarter than this dude who obviously made a game-changing penalty and then uh, showed to not be exactly the most enlightened tool in the shed, as it turned out in this case. So with that, we pivot to uh, better news. we got Joe Morris coming up later in the show, his number 47 to be honored at the Carrier Dome tomorrow with a 4 o'clock start. We're going to give away tickets again, as we did last week, with our pick six. So get ready to call us. You can start calling now if you'd like to line up at 315 437 Seven six four 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 three seven seven six four four or four ESPN forty four. We have six categories. As the uh, callers come in, you'll be able to pick any of the six categories uh, that haven't been used already. And if you can name six of the item in a thirty second stretch, then uh, you will be a winner. If not, good on you for trying, and we'll pass it on to the next person. But pick six. Give us a call four ESPN forty four. 315-437-7644. Courtesy of our friends at? Bill Rapp, right? Yes. Very good. So Bill Rapp tickets and uh, ran into the guy, Joe from Syracuse, who won uh, last week. We eventually got him in the building. Hopefully no complications this time around, but we will get these ducats in your hands and you can enjoy Carrier Dome football tomorrow as the Orange look to make history by going to 4-0 and for the first time since 1991. Good ducats, too. Second level. Very good. You know, 200s, mid, midfield. 
Okay. Good stuff. I like that. Okay, good. We'll call us. 315-437-7644. If you're out and about on a beautiful Friday afternoon, pick six coming up. This is In the Booth on ESPN Radio. Game day coverage of Syracuse football on ESPN Syracuse is brought to you by IBEW, Nika, and CNYRealtor.com. We are the pulse of the orange. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Real deals, real fast. Here's Stacy from North Syracuse sharing her Volkswagen Jetta story. I leased it, and it was the easiest thing I've ever done. Not have to do, like, any paperwork or anything. All I had to do was show up, sign papers, and that was it. She had everything done for me, and it felt great driving it off the lot. Right now, at Burdick Volkswagen in Drivers Village, there are nearly 100 new 2019 VW Jetta models to choose from. You really need to drive this all-new, re-engineered, and redesigned Jetta. It's been totally remixed. Then, see how affordable leasing one can be at Burdick Volkswagen. No down payment leases available, too. Or buy with some very aggressive discounts. Lease or buy, your all-new VW Jetta is an awesome value for your hard-earned dollar. Plus, there's model year and clearance pricing on remaining 2018 VW models in stock. Shop BurdickVW.com for your new 2019 Jetta. Then drive it home from Burdick Volkswagen in Drivers Village. Ask a pro golfer, and they'll tell you the best way to improve your game isn't a shiny new driver. It's working on the fundamentals with a great coach. The same goes for wealth management. You can get swept up in the slick sales pitch from a commissioned broker or make fundamentally sound decisions with a financial advisor at Rockbridge. Rockbridge's fee-only structure means no commissions, no kickbacks, and no hype. Get a second opinion on your investments from the local fee-only experts at Rockbridge. Visit rockbridgeinvest.com. Hey, auto parts shoppers, you may think that all auto parts stores are created equal, but your local Napa auto parts stores are having a huge sale this weekend. That's right. Save 25% off the entire store, September 22nd and 23rd. Quality parts and helpful people to help you get the job done. Make sure you stop in this weekend to save on anything you need to keep your vehicles running. Valid at your participating Syracuse Napa stores only. Discount not valid on sale items. Maximum discount of $100. Some exclusions may apply. See stores for details. Hi, this is Colleen Lowry with Lowry Brothers Infinity of Syracuse. Our customers have been enjoying the luxury experience that our new state-of-the-art Infinity dealership has to offer. This is Joe Mooney. Choose between a new Infinity Q50 or QX30 for only $319 a month, or how about the all-new 2019 QX50 for just $399 a month? 39 months, $49.99 total down. Includes tax, DMV, and bank fee. Security deposit wave, 10,000 miles per year, 25-cent excess mileage fee. Offers expire October 1st. So stop in and see us today at our new facility on Western C Street in Syracuse, or shop us online anytime at infinityofsyracuse.com. It was impossible. We needed a new bed finally. We had put it off for too long. And here's the problem. I like a nice soft bed and my husband likes it as firm as the concrete floor. He found one on the internet. The video ad looked great. They said everybody loves it. Well, ugh, that went back after one night. It was awful. Everything we tried was too soft for him or too firm for me. Then we went to Mattress Express. They have the number bed by Instant Comfort. I can make my side nice and soft and cushy, and Mr. Concrete over there can have his side as firm as the floor. We even went with a flex head so I can sit up and read while he sleeps flat on his ultra-firm side. It's a great peace of mind knowing that I have a bed that will change with me as my needs change. The best part was the price. It was affordable with interest-free payments available and with a 25-year warranty. I don't know if we'll ever have to buy another bed again. 
Hurt in a car? Call William Matar. After a major crash resulting in traumatic injuries, do you believe experience matters? At William Matar, we do. For more than 25 years, we've helped thousands who've been seriously injured. Put our focus and courtroom experience to work for you. After a serious crash, time can be critical. Call now. The firm with the focus, the firm with the fours. 444-4444. Main Street, Williamsville. South State Street, Syracuse. Geico is a proud supporter of Syracuse football coverage on ESPN Radio. Saving you money on car insurance has been in Geico's playbook for over 75 years. So after the game, get a quote at geico.com and see how much you can save. It's way easier than throwing a back shoulder fade. Country propane gives you peace of mind. The others just give you gas. The Mets and Nationals meet up for the second of four tonight in D.C. Great pitching matchup on tap between Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer. Coverage starts with pregame at 625, first pitch at 7 on ESPN AM 1200. This is In the Booth with Matt Park. In the Booth brought to you each and every weekday from 2 to 3 by Marriott Syracuse Downtown. We thank them for that. Hello to everybody listening both in central New York here and then a little further east to our friends in Utica, Rome. Good to have you with us on ESPN Utica today. We're playing Pick 6 on a Friday, giving away tickets to the Syracuse, Connecticut game tomorrow. We've got Matt and Cicero and Tim and Cicero. Both are going to play here for a chance to win fabulous cash and prizes or these tickets that we have. So uh, that's what we'll be giving away here today. Matt, you familiar with the game here? Pick 6? Got a handle on it? Slightly, tell me more. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're gonna, we have six categories. You're going to pick one to six. I'll tell you the category, and you're going to name six things in 30 seconds. If you do, you are a winner of tickets courtesy of Bill Rapp. How's that sound? Love it. Okay. All right, we did a number, uh, Matt, one to six. Uh, Ronnie Cycli's number four. How's okay, that? I like that, and I, I like your chances on this one. Okay. We're going to put 30 seconds on the clock when I give you the category. This particular category has 13 correct answers. All right, so you might ha- you might be able to find six of them, okay? Sure. All right, 30 seconds on the clock for Matt and Cicero. The category, Matt, is places Dino Babers coached before Syracuse. Go ahead. Oh, I'm toast. Done. Over. I have no idea. Can you name one? Sorry, man, not my specialty. Oh, man, what what <laughs> is? What is your Terrible. specialty? What can you name six Syracuse. of, Matt? Basketball. You need. You say anything about Syracuse basketball, I promise you I'll win. Well, call back during the basketball season. How's that sound? All right. Thank you for the chance. All right, Matt. Good try. Okay. That might be no, the worst not, showing. Not even it. attempt. Well, He I, tapped I out. I don't expect to know the resume. There wasn't even a guess. I could do Bowling Green. Well, how about we save some of these oh. categories? I mean, that one's pretty obvious because he makes regular reference to it. But I could. I think I could knock that one out. Yeah, I would hope that you could. Right, you it's, it's a wide, uh, wide breath. If you'd like to call us and take a shot, 315-437-7644-ESPN44. For the rest uh, of the show? Well, we'd have to go through six. We have, we have five other choices right. here. So four is All not right. available. Tim, we need a number uh, one to six, not four. I'm going to go with G-Max number three, and I pray that I do just a hair better than he did. Okay, well, I think you can probably get a couple of these at least. Well, we're looking for six there, Tim and Cicero. Category number three is Syracuse players to run for 200 yards in a game. Ready? Begin. Billy Owens. 
No. And go. Oh, my goodness. All right, people. Are you trying to push buttons today? What is your problem? So this hits me right between the eyes, okay? How do they reference the numbers? Ronnie Cycli and Jerry McNamara. The basketball number for both of them. They had to be sitting next to each other. Had to be, right? Both in Cicero. Matt and Tim having a good time out there at the Chick-fil-A in Cicero. Send us a sandwich maybe, but... uh, it's the same people, you know, I'll go back to this. I didn't want to get all upset about going to a charity outing the other day and people getting me all fired up. When people say, you must be excited about the season coming up. No, I'm excited about the season that's happening right now. There's a season right now. It's, it's three games in. Okay, out of 12. Then there's another season that, yes, absolutely, I'm excited is coming up. Do you not even lob the name Jim Brown? <laughs> I don't <laughs> right, even know right, if he's no. on the list. Jim Brown is, is, uh, <laughs> happens to not be, on, yeah. uh, not be on that list. But... <laughs> Um, <laughs> yesterday, I got to tell you, I had my first ever person who ever said, Hey, are you involved with the basketball team at all? That's the first time it's ever happened in the reverse. It's usually the other way. Hey, do you call the football games? Yes, right. we do. Happens to be a big one tomorrow. You ready to try Dave and Camillus? For ESPN 44. I'm not ready to try Dave and Camillus. Where, what the question is, is Dave and Camillus ready to play the game? Hello, Dave and Camillus. Dave, okay, we need a little boost on. You sound like you're. You sound like you're in Camillus and yelling at us from there. Can we get a little boost on Dave? Okay, I got him as high as. All right, so Dave and Camillus, are you familiar with the concept? And and we're trying to stay somewhat topical, so hopefully you can get one on the board related to football. Okay. Not a problem. Okay, do do the listeners you think here, Dave? Because we can only barely hear him. I I can't guarantee. Are you on mute, Dave? Yeah, it's not really registering there, Dave. Yeah. I can barely hear Dave. Uh, I'm going to go on the assumption listeners hold. can't. All right, Dave, you're on deck. We, we, uh, we're going to go to one other person. We might have something for Dave. Hang on there, Dave, and hopefully uh, Tommy can hear you. Who's the next victim? Uh, he's uh, being not cute. Coming up here. This is not really going exceptionally no. well. It's not. No, this it's is not. A... It's fun. We like to give away things. We like to play games I here. I feel like a Cleveland Brown Yes, um, the day before yesterday. And, and because we really don't have any actual guesses, what I'll do is I'm going to open up all the categories. So they're all still open. And uh, <laughs> I would like to see somebody score a point. A point. Would, that would be for starters here. And I'm not ruling out that maybe if somebody doesn't get six, you know, whatever is the high number, maybe we can still give away tickets. Um, I mean, it's Bill Rapp's tickets. No sense us hanging on. This, we uh, want to give tickets to somebody. This can't go much worse, but we're going to see if Dave so, sounds louder now. Okay. Hello, Dave. You there? Yes, I am. No. Yeah, you're not there, Dave. That's that's the problem. I, I mean, I I got my no. ears pretty well cranked. I can hear no, you, nobody but can hear you, Dave. I, I can't imagine the audience can hear you. All right. So what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to at least get on the board. <laughs> Tommy, producer Tommy, make sure you're you have a way to get back to anybody because what we're going to do is at least the high score. If everybody whiffs, if we don't anybody get the six. We'll call back. Maybe somebody can get to a paltry three we've, or four points. We've got the great. And we'll Pete, call them back and get them to tickets. Peter from St. Louis is going to try. All right. Peter from St. Louis. He's who in happened, town. happened to be at the Babers show last night. Hello, Peter in St. Louis. How are you? Guys, I got to rescue you. This is um, brutal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's not strong. I, I'm not going to not gonna lie to you. It's nice when it's not my fault. That's true. <laughs> and rare is the mistake on this uh, show that can't be tied back to Polly. <laughs> Pete, do you, you think you can get on the board, Pete? I can. I can. I. I'm confident I can get one right. All right, G- give me a number one to six, preferably not 
uh, three or four. And, and Jason Hart, five. Jason Hart. There you go. There's, there's somebody who gets the show. He's been listening. Okay. Ready, Pete? Your category is athletes to appear on The Simpsons. 30 seconds. Go. Oh, man. <laughs> Patrick Ewing, Jim Brown. Um, Got one. God, I don't know. I never watch The Simpsons. All I do is watch sports, boys. Time, Polly. We should be hearing it's the running. time. It's running. Um, time cue. How much more? It's got like 10 I, seconds. 10 seconds. Uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, uh, you to go for Manning, my... Eli Manning. All right. We got, got two. Three. Three. Uh, got the three with a great. You, you uh, kind of padded your stats mm-hmm. there with the Mannings at the end. Good job, Pete. You're the leader in the clubhouse with three. We know how to find you. If three wins, we'll hook you up with tickets. Okay. Uh, thanks, bud. All right, that's Pete in St. Louis. Happens we threw to be him a time. curveball. He was thinking he was going to come in and get SU questions. Well, and, the, four yeah. of the six categories. Everybody. That's kind of how we set this up, folks. Not that anybody. We haven't done this enough for anybody to be real devotees of the <laughs> of the format. Got Joe, Joe Morris coming up later to uh, dignify the show, but uh, the idea is of the six categories, it happens to be that four of the six really are Syracuse football or close, and the other two are pop culture. Pete in Syracuse right now is there. Pete in St. Louis is the uh, leader with three. Kevin in Seneca Falls. All right, Kevin, the pride of Seneca Falls. Pick a number one to six, Kevin. No, well, pick a number one to three. That's where we are. One, to, I'm sorry, one, two, or six. Those are your choices. One, two, or six. <laughs> Kevin, you there? Hello, Kevin. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you're on. Uh, we, we need a number, one, two, or six for your category. Turn your radio down. Uh, one, two, for Dungy. Hey, a football player's <laughs> uniform number. That's crazy. All right, number two is a poly-contributed category, so don't blame me. John Cusack movies. Can you name six of those in 30 seconds, Kevin? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Well, we're on the radio. You're the one cutting out. (laughs) Okay. All right, 30 seconds on the clock, Kevin. John Cusack movies. Go. Sorry, what's the category? Oh, Kevin. I give up. I'm sorry. We got to let you roll there, Kevin. That would not be a strong category for me either, I I must say. I wouldn't know where to begin. Want to go Matt and Beville? Matt and Beville. Save us. Please. You're our only hope. Okay, we need you to run the table here, Matt. No pressure. All right? Give my best shot. All right, Matt. We have one category that we haven't gotten to yet. Well, and I'm going to pick number one. Yeah, so this good call. <laughs> At least you're paying attention. I like that. So this was left over from last week. You know, I'm trying to get some of these categories that are, you know, uh, timely. Last week we had the 96 to 98 Big East champion teams here on campus. So this category is a nod to them. See if you can do it. There are 12 acceptable answers in this category. 30 seconds on the clock. Matt and Beville. Syracuse football players that were drafted into the NFL from 1997 through 2000. All right. Go. Go. Uh, Donovan Darius. One. Bucky Jones. Two. Uh, let's see. Marvin Harrison. Uh, no. Donovan McNabb. Three. Uh, uh, Marcus Paul. Uh uh, uh, oh, Pause uh, earlier than that. Oh, uh, Get one. You're the leader. Receiver. Who's uh, the last one? Delon Carter. Nope. <laughs> Delon Carter. No. Well, give me one. He sounded in pain uh, there, didn't he? Oh. We have two with three. You got the three. 
anything to break the tie would have been nice, you know? Good effort there. Did Matt sound did he sound in pain? I'm in pain. Was, yeah. Let's go. All right, we got a couple on the line. Let's do like one or two more. Dave and Camillus. Somebody get us the four. Dave and Camillus back. Can uh, we hear you, Dave? Yes. Can you hear yes. me now? Yes. God bless America. All right. Thank you, Dave. All right, Dave, you Thank got you. The, you got the full slate here. Uh, categories one to six. Take a pick. Maybe you picked one before. I don't remember. Uh, let's go with six. Six. Okay, this way I haven't done this one yet, actually. All right, this one is uh, for Joe Morris, whose uh, number will be retired on Saturday. Joe Morris' okay. fellow starters on the 86 Giants. We need six of them. Okay. On the Giants? Yeah, yeah, 86 Giants won the Super Bowl. Joe Morris, and we okay. need six more names. Ready? 30 seconds. Go for Dave and Camillus. Lawrence Taylor? One. Harry Carson? Two. Uh, Bill Sims? Three. Uh, I'm not a Giants fan. I'm a Bills fan. You, you can do off. it. You should remember that. We need one more, and you're the leader in the clubhouse. Oh, uh, who's, who's the kicker? Jeez. Uh, oh, Go God. linebacker. Another linebacker. Tight end. Oh, Pepper Johnson. Uh, I think maybe I'm looking at my list. Pepper Johnson sounds like that makes sense to me. Not listed as a starter here. Oh, okay. Uh, <sighs> Phil McConkie would have been a good guess. Yeah. Mark Bavaro was the one we were trying to tease you to, or the linebacker is Carl Banks. Wayne in the truck. I can't give you credit for Pepper Johnson. All right, Wayne's going to be the last one no matter what. Then we'll figure out who to give these tickets to. Wayne in the truck. Wayne, get to four. We got one after that, too. No problem. All right, no problem. You're confident. Pick a category, Wayne. They're all wide open. Let's go three. Three. Syracuse players to rush for 200 yards in a game. Okay, uh, 30 seconds on the clock. Let me get to my answers. And uh, let her rip. Wayne. Floyd Little, Ernie Davis, Jim Brown, Eric James Mungrove, Diamond Guy, um, Walter Reyes, Three, um, uh, Joe four, Morris, um, five. I think, I think you got a pretty well covered there. Uh, Rob Conrad, no. um, Terry Richardson, no. uh, uh, Larry Zonker. Got it. Larry Zonka's at least five or six. Congratulations, Wayne, and an anticlimactic finish, but you got it across the goal line there, buddy. You got Morris, Reyes, Larry Zonka, you said, Floyd Little. Good enough. Good enough. Close enough well, for, well, the, for the <laughs> showing today. Uh, today. Uh, there's no Jim Brown. There is a D Brown. Close enough. Let's do one more. One more. I don't, okay. care. I don't care about do we care. Uh, in, okay. Or I don't Either care, do I. We so. don't care about the whole thing. If we have time for it, great. Do Let's one more. We'll scrounge up, up some. If, if Jake and Syracuse can get. Did I hang up on that last guy? Probably. It's about Probably did. That course. was Wayne, right? Yeah. Wayne's got tickets. We'll hook up Wayne. Who's this? Jake? Jake, if you can do it, we'll give you tickets too, okay? You're hey, our, guys. Our last four numbers are left. Uh, you take a shot. One to six. Except for the one uh, we just did. Except for, uh, yeah. Except for three. Let's try four. Okay, four. This, this is doable. This one we haven't even had a guess on yet. This is places Dino Baber's coach before Syracuse. Oh, man. This is okay. Well, uh, it's not that hard. 30 seconds on the clock. Focus. I mean, for I all of us, Bowling Jake. Green. Okay. One. Um, are, you, are you looking for, for college or, or yeah. what? Yeah. They're all college, and there's like one in every conference. 
Oh, man. Um, did he coach at Hawaii? No. Two. Two. Arizona. Got it. You got it. You got two. Arizona. Three. Um, Pittsburgh. Oh, now you're reading. No, no, you're no. You're setting um, us up. Four. He's the coach at Pitt, right? Yes. You got two more. What else? Uh, can you give me another conference, at least? West Coast. Oh, uh, Baylor, Baylor, obviously Baylor. That's five. Name yeah, one fa- more. Right that's now, pretty good. Go one, one, one uh, shot. U- UCLA, UCLA. Uh, see, so you're cheating, yeah. but that he, pretty you're good not effort cheating, there. You're not he he, uh, he was sanding, is what he was doing there. We smelled that one. Now we got all the callers, guys. Appreciate the effort. We need to start faster next time. I think would be a goal, you know, for the collective group. So, Tommy, yeah. get Wayne and Jacobs info. Yeah, and we'll uh, Wayne and Jake will hook up. It will call, right? We'll do that? Yep. Thank you, everybody. If you'd like to call and chime in on anything else, you're welcome. I want somebody to do John Cusack movies. Next Friday, we'll try to think of something else to give away because it's a road game. <laughs> John Cusack movies is a lame category. I'm, I'm crossing that one out. I'm cro- How can I'm, you I'm, cross I'm it out? Because I'm not a fan. And uh, Oh, so then it's automatically... I could, I could, I'm not sure I could name one. I mean, after you list them, I could say, oh, yeah, I've heard of that movie or whatever. But 16 Candles? Yeah, that doesn't really do anything for me. Yeah, I know, I know that I know that those are your your flight. favorite. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll do Tommy. We got Joe Morris coming up. Hopefully, nowhere to go but up from here. Thank you, everybody. Congrats, Wayne and Jake. This is in the booth with Matt Park. Rocking and rolling as always. A finely tuned machine here. Pick six went beautifully. I thought. Let's get to our next wonderful award-winning segment. Do we care? Interesting. I doubt it. No, wait. The other thing. Tedious. But we will do this segment anyway. Don't care anymore. Don't care no more. Following Wednesday's Yankees-Red Sox game, a Red Sox fan was riding the train and was electrocuted and died while trying to climb up through the train and grab one of the warriors hanging over that electrocuted him and killed him. Boy, the pick-me-ups just continue here, Tommy. <laughs> Hell of a mood we're in here yeah, today. Yeah, uh, That's not good. Move on to the next thing. Okay. Uh, Jim Calhoun. What are people doing? Like in celebration is what you're saying, and then that got him? Or? Well, they lost 10-1, to 1, so he, he's a Red Sox oh, fan, yeah, so right. he wasn't celebrating. He was adding uh, injury insult to injury. Is that what they call it? Well, that would be death. Sure. Yeah. The insult injury, to injury yeah. was death. <laughs> uh, Jim yeah, Calhoun is no. back coaching. Yeah. At a D3 University of uh, St. Joseph's in Get some off television. That's good. He was there uh, in their athletic department for the last five years, and now they are just now accepting uh, men into their their uh, college. So he's now the inaugural uh, the inaugural head coach at St. Joseph's in Connecticut. Yeah, he'd been kind of a consultant. Good for him. Next. FanDuel, the FanDuel betting update. This is great. This is awesome. I, did see I wonder this. if we'll play them in a scrimmage next year. Yeah, that would be you cool. Could see that. Uh, the, yeah. So I have a, an update on the FanDuel betting that we uh, talked about the other day. They're going to pay the guy the eighty-two thousand dollars, and they're also going to pay. There's twelve other twelve other people who took advantage of the. the you might want to reconstruct this a little bit, Tommy. So the guy bet story to back up. Yeah. So the man. Okay. The the guy bet. Uh, on the Broncos and uh, Raiders game, in this 18-second span, he got odds that were 750 to one, when it was supposed to be minus 600 odds. So uh, an $18 winning bet turned into a $82,000 winning bet. Fanduel he Fanduel offered him $500 and tickets to three Giants games. He turned that down. Wanted the $82,000. 
He was going to hire a lawyer. Instead, FanDuel is just going to give him the money. Um, he's, they're going to give the money to 12 other people who got these odds in this 18-second period. They're also going to give $1,000 to 82 different people that have FanDuel. So $1,000 to each one of these 82 random accounts on FanDuel. That's a tremendous idea, a good way to make a positive out of this publicity they're getting. They were backed into the corner. They would have looked bad to deny this guy the money with a mistake that they made, and they've done something really smart. Obviously, these casinos and FanDuel and DraftKings have a lot of money. They, uh, they're in the gambling business that uh, is a license to print money, and so they're doing the right thing there. Uh, I'm a little uh, confused about what's the deal with the 12 other people placed a, a bet. Are they, any, are they do any money? Yeah, they're all going to get the money. It wasn't they're all as getting big 80, of, Well, they didn't have as big yeah, exactly. of wages. Exactly, it wasn't as big of one. wages, but they're going to get their the odds, the 751 odds as well. Okay. Same as the odds of us winning a Marconi anytime soon. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Thank or, you, Tommy. Or someone winning at pick six. <laughs> yeah, not good. <laughs> the first guy guessing the uh, six. Next week we're going to do a pick coach. four, maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Wayne and Jake, they're going to the game on the house, so that's, that's kind of cool. Thank you, Tommy. No problem. Joe Morris coming up next. This is In the Booth on ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth with Matt Park. In the Booth brought to you by Marriott Syracuse Downtown. Seth mentioned earlier that uh, at least one, I think a couple of the high school football games have been moved up, maybe more due to uh, the threat of thunderstorms and that type of thing coming later. The Syracuse men's soccer game, big one against Virginia, who's nationally ranked ACC action, has been moved from 7 to 5. So anybody thinking about going up to that one, it's been moved up. It's beautiful out right now. Want to visit with Joe Morris. Had a chance to catch up with him uh, just prior to coming downtown here for the show this afternoon. He's back in town to have his uniform number 47 retired and uh, honored at the Carrier Dome tomorrow. We asked him uh, first before going back in time a little bit about what that honor means to him. You know, man, I thought about this a lot. It's it's been a uh, uh, kind of a hard thing for me to swallow. Um, When you think about the grace you played at Syracuse and, you know, the, the number 44 is the first thing that comes up into your mind. I remember the first time uh, someone told me this, and I remember the first time I read a brochure flying back from my first physical plane trip from Syracuse and realizing all these guys were 44. Okay, and the the guy that that was missing was Ernie Ernie Davis. I knew who Jim Brown was, I knew who Floyd Little was, but I didn't know who Ernie Davis was, first black Heisman Trophy winner. So that opened my eyes when I first seen that. That was the first thing. Then, you know, you read about John Mackey's and you read about the Jim Ringles and you read about people who've played at Syracuse. Then I got a chance. I played with Art Monk, this tremendously talented guy, and Bill Hurley and guys like that and Greg Wolfley. And that made me start thinking about what it was. Uh, I remember getting back to my high school and telling people, say, you know what, if I go to Syracuse, you know, if, if I do a good job, if I do something nice and maybe one day. But, Matt, nothing like this it was ever thought of. I, I, I always thought, you know, I, I told somebody this when I first came to Syracuse, when I first came here. If I gained 1,000 yards in four years, I would have been happy. I would have had a free education. I would have been happy with that, and I could have moved on with the rest of my life. Uh, things went differently for me. And, and from this, I parlayed a professional career that I'm not sure a lot of people believe I had. I, I'm not even sure my mom and dad were sure about it, but I, I know this. Once I got here, they believed in me. And I got a chance to play here. And then the NFL career was, you know, something that if it happened, it happened. And that's how it worked out. Except that it worked out that you were the all-time leading rusher for the New York football Giants and yeah. a Super Bowl champion. Uh, well, well, yeah, but, see, but here's the thing. It's like, here's the thing. Uh, I spent two and a half years trying to convince 
them that I was the guy. And then when I became the guy, then you got to you, you got to do that. But, you know, I was just so thankful for that, too. And, you know, and so I've always been blessed with the things I've been given. Uh, I've had great teammates here as well as with the Giants that have helped me achieve my goals. Let's go back to the beginning. How important was football to a young Joe Morris? My, 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 my best, my first love was basketball. And you know, I know I wasn't playing basketball at Syracuse, but I came here to play football. Um, the number one priority I had for this was graduation. My dad said, look, you're getting a free scholarship to go to school. Your number one priority is to graduate in four years. That's the number one thing you have to do. He said, if you're not at your graduation, we're going to have a problem. And you have to understand that. He said, Joe, I don't know what you're going to become as a football player. In high school, you were a pretty good player. I don't know what you're going to be at this level. I don't know how it's going to work out for you. He said, I have belief in you. Your mom has your belief and your family has belief in you. Now, I'm, I'm a, a family of six. I got two older sisters and got three younger brothers. I'm blazing a trail for them. So my father wants me to do the best job I can. And I want to do the best job for myself. So I represent my family very well. My mom used to tell me stories of him going to get the newspapers after each Saturday than we played. He'd be going for three hours talking about his son because he was so proud of me. Uh, it, it's, it, it's, you know, it, it warms my heart to know that he cared and loved me that much. But, you know, it allowed me to, to grow into the person I needed to be. And I think that having that, having them as my background and, and backbone was allowed me to become the player I wanted to be. They've got to be awfully proud of who you became, but you got uh, your education here. Mike came here to play football. Jamie went to Michigan to play football. You guys must have had quite the rivalry among you. In fact, Jamie's stats at Michigan are roughly the same as yours here. Yeah, and, and what's funny about it is and my brother Larry also played here with us. And what, what's funny about it is it's like people ask me, I said, Joe, do you realize three brothers playing at Syracuse and another brother playing at Michigan? You know, that kind of, I said, yeah, I, I get that. I said, I understand that. I says, it, I says, look, blessed in the situation to be in, but try to take advantage of situations that came about. You were in, you know, if you think about the the big three and, you know, the, the Cowboys, it's Aikman, Smith, and Irvin. The, the three here, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, there aren't too many that were quite like Hurley, Morris, and Monk. You moved Art Monk in position, right, because of your, your presence at, at tailback. I, I think I, I did. It made his transition to the next level a little bit easier for him. Uh, I was able to take up the running back things, but Art was a great running back when he was here. But, you know, me fit that position naturally made his, 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 cha- his change a little easier for him. So the next level was a little easier for him. But, you know, playing with Bill Hurley is something magical. This guy could throw the ball, he could run the ball, and he was just tough. And trust me, having teammates like that allowed me to, to really grow up fast because I wanted to do that. You know, man, and I remember... The year where we had the, we had the, we played all the games on the road. Uh, we had a photo with me, Craig Wolfley, and, and, and Hurley and Monk, and we're holding a suitcase. And I remember thinking to myself, "Man, this is really gonna suck." But trust me, when you're six and five after having no home games in your home stadium. You've done something very wonderful because trust me, it's very difficult to do that. You can see why it's important in the dome renovations that are coming up that they're really going through every effort to avoid that. Yeah, because here's the thing. Home games are important to your fan base, it's recruiting base, and you need to do that so you can show people what you have. You have to do the renovations, I, I get that, but you want to have home games because you want people to see your crowd. You want people to be able to have something they can touch and feel. 
And being on the road that, that year was just so difficult for us. 1979 this is the season you're talking about. That's the year you set the single-game record, 252 yards against Kansas. What do you remember from the game? Yeah, man, that's a strange game. Let me, let me tell you why it's a strange game. It, it, it was a game where there were a lot of strange things happening. We went to Lawrence, Kansas on a Thursday. The game was on a Saturday. So that was really weird. So we practiced out there a day and got used to it. And even being out there for a day didn't really change it because it was still weird. Because that day the wind was blowing. And Dorothy and seeing stuff like that and the Wizard of Oz, when the ball was in the air and if the wind caught it, it, it was like gone sometimes. And like we had some turnovers and some stuff at halftime. And what was funny is like it seemed like I was running all game long. It seemed like I was running all day long. But it, it, it was a game that we went out. We went out early. We won the game and got back. And I remember it. Like it was, I still remember that game to this day. Against Gail Sayers' school, as it turned out. A uh, couple of quick ones about that era, because you went through, obviously, a facility change and a coaching change. Let's start with that one first. Your coach becomes this crazy Irishman from the, the Cleveland Browns. What, what did Coach Mack bring to the table? Well, you know what's funny, Matt, is uh, you, you think about your history with people, and, and what's funny is I had, a, I had a story that I told Dick McPherson the moment it, that he was hired here. I said, Coach, three years ago, when you were still at uh, UMass, I remember you telling somebody I could be a good backup for Dennis Dent. I seen Dennis Dent play. I thought it was a little better than Dennis Dent. But, you know, that was then, that was now. He did different things, and I I'd said that to him. He says, no, I don't think I remember that, Josh. Oh, no, Coach, I remember it. I remember it. I remember it. Um, Dick McPherson brought Jim Trussell into my life, uh, former Ohio State coach, but he was coaching the quarterbacks, and he was working with me personally on just improving my skills. And I think Jim Trussell, him and Tom Coughlin are the two people who helped me become a professional player more than any other people on our staff because, trust me, those are the two people most integral and, and turn of me learning about the game from Tom and Jim to hone my skills to play at the professional level. Now, as, as Syracuse, you know, Syracuse play callers, and they use me in a way that's going to maximize my talent, which is why I'm thankful to both those people. And, you know, having Coach Mack bring it, introducing me to Jim Trussell, who worked with the quarterbacks, and my coach, Bill Maxwell, who was just the calmest man as you ever met in your life, and he said, look, Joe Morris is the all-time leader in Russia here. We're going to do things. He's going to do things his way. Everybody else is going to do it my way. And says, that's how we're going to do this. I says, that's how we're going to do this. And, and, and I had much, nothing but respect for Coach Maxwell because he gave me a chance to just go out and play the game the way I wanted to. You know, and Tom, when I first got here, everything was, he had to teach me everything I needed to know. And that, what's funny about Tom's teaching is most of that, I thought it was for here, but it was really for the next level for me because all of this stuff I acquired, I took it to the next level and, and play for the, when I played for the Giants. What was it specifically about Coughlin that you knew at the time would make him successful and a Super Bowl champion? His attention to detail was probably one of the greatest things in the world. I was a freshman. I was 17 years old. Came down to watch film with him. I had an hour and 15 minutes. We watched 20 plays. And he watched every defensive player, first step, every offense's first, and he was describing what coverage this was, how is this going to be, this what. 
And if this was cover three, cover four, it was cover two or whatever he was saying. He was saying things to me, Matt, that just made me start to think and my wheels start to turn. So I had to learn more about the game and had to know things. At the next level, when I got there, people would go, Joe, why do you know what the X's route is? Why do you know what the Y's route is? Why do you know what the Z's route is? That's because I had a coach in college. He said, what if you have to go in and play that position? You have to be able to perform your duties. Joe Morris, one of the all-time great running backs here or anybody anywhere else, will be honored at the Carrier Dome tomorrow. That'll do it for today. For today, thanks to uh, Tommy, Polly, and the entire gang. I'm Matt. So long. See you on Monday in the booth.